Life is full. It's full of beautiful moments, hard moments, and a whole lot of mundane in between. Often we find ourselves going through the motions and we end up seeing mostly the hard, mostly the boring, and failing to see the good in our days at all. With Intention is a podcast about changing the narrative. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm no expert at living intentionally. I'm just here to share my personal learnings alongside stories from others about how we're learning to see the beauty in the mundane, celebrate our beautiful, ordinary, everyday lives, and approach every aspect of them with intention. We'll talk about things like motherhood and family, reflecting and taking care of ourselves, our work, our homes, all the things that make up our days. My hope is that you'll leave our conversations reminded that our beautiful, hard, ordinary, mundane days, this messy life, it's full of good and it's full of purpose and it's meant to be lived well with the utmost intention. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome back to With Intention. I am so glad you're here. And today we are going to be talking all about capturing memories with our family this summer. So a while back, I talked to a guest about storing pictures and dealing with photo clutter and the paper clutter that can come from that or the digital clutter that can come with that. Today, we are going to approach a similar topic in a different lens. Hope you like that play on words there. I didn't even mean to do that. But I have a guest on the show today as well, a photographer, Jenna Arvidson, and we are talking all about how we can capture memories with their families this summer, but also be more concerned with staying present within those memories. I think this is a topic so many of us can relate to because many of us have a smartphone and many of us use that smartphone to take a bajillion pictures of our children, right? Or just our daily lives in general. So how do we go from that habit to thinking about it in a more intentional way thinking about capturing memories in a way that will actually be useful to us instead of just like billions of pictures stacked up as digital clutter. Or thinking about how we can leave our phones, leave our cameras behind and actually be more present in the moments with our families this summer. There's purpose for both, right? There is purpose in capturing memories and having great pictures to look back on. But there's also purpose of not always having a phone in between us and the memories that we want to have with our kids. Today, we're going to dive into that topic, and we're also going to talk about tips for your family photo shoot. If you have one scheduled this summer or anytime in the near future, Jenna gives great tips for that as well. Let me tell you a little bit more about Jenna before we dive in. So Jenna lives in Colorado with her husband and three kids. She's a family photographer and an advocate for simple living. She hosts a podcast called The Simple Home Podcast, where she encourages families to live differently with less stuff and less stress so they have time for what matters to them. So this conversation really brings both of Jenna's passions into one because we're talking about how we can simplify the way that we capture these memories with our families. Let's dive right into my conversation with Jenna. Okay, I'm so excited today to have Jenna Arvidson on the podcast. I was actually on Jenna's podcast a long time ago, so we've talked before, and I'm so excited to be talking again. But before we get started, um, could you just tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah, I am a mom to three kiddos, so I have a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a five-year-old. Um, And I'm also a family photographer, so I get to work with lots and lots of families with young kiddos, and 
that's what kind of led me down the path of um, more intentional and simple living. And so as I worked with moms in photography um, and I saw myself <laughs> with my three kiddos, um, I just felt like there was this big need to just kind of share my journey in it. So I also run a podcast called The Simple Home where um, I just talk about kind of my journey to simplicity and bring on other experts that we can all learn from, including myself. So I love it. And you are you like, do you practice photography now and everything as well? Yeah. So um, in fact, right now is kind of the busier, busier season during the summer. I was a teacher prior to, I know you were a teacher as well, um, prior to having my third child. And now he's going into kindergarten. So I've actually just accepted a full-time teaching job going into next year. So things are going to, you know, have to shift a little. I don't know what my capacity is yet, but um, I do hope to continue the photography piece because it is just, it just keeps me grounded. It helps me, you know, stay present with my kids, help other families kind of capture those memories. So yeah, it might look a little bit different in the next few months as I navigate that change. But um, yeah, I do that as well. That's exciting. Are, what are, are you going back to teaching kindergarten? Um, so I am going back to teaching. It's going to be fourth grade. So I have not done the upper grades. That's actually the grade my oldest son will be in. So that'll be kind of exciting to kind of get to know what he's facing at school and all of that. But yeah, it'll be a new adventure. So yeah, I went back to teaching this past year, um, but virtually, completely virtually. So it has been an adjustment, but it's also been great. So I hope the yeah. best for you with that. It's exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we're going to dig into our topic, which doesn't have to do with teaching. Um, it has to do with photography in a way because we all have these like little computers, but also cameras that we walk around with, right? Our smartphones. And I feel like, you know, over the past several years with just social, social media and just the ability to capture every single moment. We all think that we need to be like our kids photographers all day long, basically, or our family's photographers all day long. And we're always wanting to capture every single moment. And when you came to me with this idea for uh, an episode, I thought that it was perfect because you know, right, and this is going to come out in the summer. And this is a time where maybe we're making a lot of memories with our family. I mean, it can apply to any time, like the holidays or birthdays or literally just any average day, right? We're always trying to capture moments with our kids. So the number one struggle most of us have with this is we're constantly wanting to capture every moment, right? Every little thing. My first, it's not even a question. I'm just going to ask you to talk a little bit about like convincing us out of this? How can we, I, I want us to talk about just staying more present because it does, it kind of, you know, it puts something in between us and the moment that's happening um, if we're doing it constantly. So how can you convince us out of this practice a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think like you said with social media, I think there's two aspects to this. And one is that I feel like oftentimes when we're out with our children, especially if we do some kind of activity, you know, like go to the zoo or something more special, we feel like we have to capture it, not necessarily because we don't want to forget it, but because we want to share it with the world that we're such good moms, you know, that we're keeping up with all the other moms. And so look, we went to the zoo too. 
And I'm not saying that you shouldn't document those things and you shouldn't want to share that with our friends and family. But I do think we have to take a step back sometimes and think, am I documenting this just so that I can prove it to the world that, you know, that I go out and do stuff with my kids? Or am I taking pictures because this is something that I want them to remember? And with cell phones, especially, I think we get caught up in that. Like we, we have them. So let's take, oh, that's so cute. They're at the fountain. And oh, look, they're, you know, feeding the giraffe and all the different things. Um, and then we want to share all those things with everybody. And then the other aspect of that is if we are doing it for us, I think we need to remember what memory we actually want to remember from this. And if we aren't present in the moment, like really enjoying our kids with it, we're not going to remember it anyways, except for the photographs, right? And so what I often tell moms is rather than like, let's take a birthday party, for example, because oftentimes I'll go to a kid's birthday party and the mom is behind their camera the whole time, behind their phone the whole time, and they miss the rest of what's going on because they're trying to capture them blowing out the candles and everybody singing and all the birthday presents and the friends and family that were there. And I think if before we go into those events, if we say to ourselves, okay, what do I really want my kid to have from this event? Then maybe it's a picture with grandma, you know, a picture next to their whole group of friends that's there or whatever. It's probably one or two pictures will do um, like all you need from that one event. So if we can like be just prioritize and be intentional about what we're going to take to remember before it happens, I think that's really helpful because then you get to experience the actual event and the fun with your kids. You get to kind of, you know, watch the laughter that happens, which you miss. You miss those connection moments if you're behind your camera the whole time or behind your phone the whole time. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's hard because we're given, you know, these great cameras and they're good cameras. I mean, my phone takes really good cameras. I often bring that instead of my big bulky camera and it takes great pictures, but sometimes, and my husband has to remind me of this often to just leave it at home. You do not need to document every single event you do with your family. You're not going to need that. Your kid is not going to want to look through 20 million photos when they're old. Um, one way that you can kind of really focus on taking great pictures, but not every single day of their life is think of their birthday month as the month you're going to capture them. And so this gives you like free reign the month of their birthday, um, to just focus on that child. So I have three kids and they all have a different birthday month. And so that is what I do. And, you know, during February, it's my daughter's month and it's not that I don't take other pictures of other family members, but I really focus on what is her favorite toy right now? How could I capture her doing that? You know, what's a hobby that she loves or who's her best friend? Can I capture them together in some way? And so it gives me some purpose behind the photos that I take, but I also know for the rest of the year, if I don't take a single other picture, she's going to have pictures from her seventh year that show who she was at seven, you know, and then I'll do it again at eight. And so that kind of takes the pressure off and makes it just a more joyful thing. You know, I'll ask her, I'll say, what's your favorite dress right now? Let's go outside and spin around in it and let me take some pictures. Or, you know, she loves to draw. So I'll, I'll capture all different angles of her drawing pictures. So if you can kind of think of it in that way and like maybe be real intentional about some pictures you get for a little while and then the rest of the year, just give yourself grace to be with your family and with your kids. Um, I think that's more important than capturing every single little moment. 
I have honestly never really thought about it that way. I mean, it's obvious that it's coming from a photographer's mindset and how applicable that is, how we can take that and just make it less stressful, more intentional of how we are capturing our family. So I, I just love that so much. Um, we're going to kind of dig into that a little bit deeper. So you gave us a few steps of just something, some ideas for capturing our families um, in ways that doesn't make it a constant thing, um, in ways that keeps us present, but still make sure we get those memories. So we're in summertime. Um, what are some steps that we can take to be present right now in this season without a constant phone in our hand, but maybe still feel like we're capturing important moments? Well, I would say, I think again, like the pressure to capture all of these moments, I think we have to like think about where that's coming from. Is it because we didn't have any pictures growing up and we want to like inundate our children or is it because we're just so scared that these moments are so fleeting that we'll never get them back? You know, I think as moms, a lot of times that's what it is. We're just, it's like this bittersweet thing to watch our kids grow up, right? Because we want to hold on to all the little precious moments, but it's also fun to see their journey and see them grow a little bit. And so if it's coming from a place more of like scarcity, like I'm going to lose this time, I'm not going to have this time anymore. Um, I think that you just have to remember that if you are trying to document every one of those moments, you're missing them anyway. You're not actually enjoying them and they are fleeting. And so it's, it's more important, I think, to really live those moments than to have them on film for our children. Um, and like I said, you know, your kids really aren't going to want to dig through millions of digital files to see those pictures. And so I always try to tell people, like, if it's not important enough that you would print it out and hang it on your wall to show your kids, like, what life is great right now or to pass down to them when they grow up, then it might not be something that you have to document right now because, you know, you, you, can, you have to kind of choose. Like, you, you really can't get every, every single moment. I'm going to kind of give an example. So, like I said, I have three children. And when my first one was born, I had two goals. One was my mom gave me this really cool baby book and I wanted to fill it out like crazy. Like I wanted to make sure every single thing was documented perfectly. I wanted to add pictures to it. And the other thing I wanted to do was take one picture of him every single day for the first year. And I drove myself nuts. Like, first of all, a lot of his baby book was a lie because I forgot to do it. And then I couldn't remember, well, what was the first tooth? Was it, you know, where was it? And just all those little things that asked you to fill out. And then I felt so guilty about it. Um, and then as far as the picture thing goes, there were several days where there wasn't enough time to take a picture. I was changing diapers and all the things. And so I'd go and I'd wake him up or I'd sneak into his room and turn the lights on and try to take a picture. And that just, you know, when we place that kind of pressure on ourselves to capture everything, it just adds stress to your life that you don't need to add to that situation. Um, and then when my, you know, my second daughter was born, I got a baby book for her. I filled out like two pages. And my third one, I got a baby book for him and I, it is blank. Like he's going to get it as a gift and he can, he can do it for his children if he wants to. But we have to let go of some of that guilt that we feel um, about you know, like just remembering every single, every single piece. I also think that especially like this summer, like you were talking about when you go out with your kids, 
they don't want you to be stressed out the whole time. They don't want you to be like, okay, stand over there and smile. Oh, go back up that slide. That was so cute. Let me capture it, you know, on my camera. Go stand over there where it's shady so I can get a better picture. They want to just go and play. And um, I think it's great that you can take a few pictures of it, but don't change their their day because you want to get certain pictures, you know, like let it unfold. And if there's a few photos that you can take, then I think that's great. I also think it's important to leave your phone at home sometimes. Like really think about it. Am I going to need it? If we had an emergency, would I be close enough to somebody else that had a cell phone that I could borrow and call my husband? Or, you know, am I really going to need this for the next two hours? Or can I go to the park and just play with my kids and not think about my phone? Um, that's really hard for me. It's even hard at home. I carry my phone around. I have to be really thoughtful about when I place it down. But I think as far as enjoying our activities and being present, we have to let go of those devices sometimes. Like we have to put some kind of boundary on it a little bit. So hopefully that answered your question. I really could ramble on this topic forever. So you can stop me anytime. (laughs) No, it's perfect. And I think, you know, if this is speaking to someone who's listening, which I'm sure it's speaking to many of us, uh, I know it's speaking to me. Like, I just encourage that person to write it down or like start to, you know, take notes, but um, start to think about some goals even of just like, okay, um, you know, once a week or once every two weeks, depending on how many activities you do with your kids in the summer, depending on if you have a full-time job or part-time or you're home all day. I'm going to leave my phone on or leave my phone at home or I'm going to leave it in the car when we go do this or when we go to the library or whatever. Just, you know, if, if it's too hard, if you don't like leaving it home completely, leaving it in the car or having a bag and just saying, I'm not going to take it out of the bag, you know, um, while we're at the park. But I think that take action on these things because it sounds so appealing to me for sure of just, you know, having those present moments. And it's something that this past year I did a lot more of than I have really the past two years because I just, as I went back to a full-time job, which is funny, you would think, you know, that a full-time job would make me less present. But I wanted to make sure that when I was home with Gemma, um, I was more present with her. So it's it's so worth it to make those goals and, and actually take the actions. I think going right along with that, um, one thing that you can do, especially like in the summer, you see all these fun like summer bucket lists um, and different things like that. And you can do something similar with your photos. And I often encourage moms to think about the story of their family right now. Like what story do you want to tell? Do you guys love being at home and you're constantly playing on the floor or, you know, outside in your yard playing with the sprinkler? Or do you love to be a family that goes and you're traveling all the time? Or, you know, are you more of a family that hits the park every day and meets friends? Think about what your story is right now because it changes. Every single season changes. And I think that's what we truly want to capture is kind of the story of who we are as a family in this season. And you can make your own kind of goal list. Like maybe you don't go crazy. Don't think of 200 things that you want to photograph, but, you know, make a list of 10 things where you're like, I definitely want to take a picture of my kids playing in the sprinkler. Cause I love when they're out there in their underwear and they're all wet and the neighbors come over. Um, you know, just think of things that you guys do in the summertime. It could be camping. It could be doing road trips and you want to just capture the inside of your messy, you know, chaotic car as you drive or 
whatever it is for you, just take a few minutes to think like, what is my story right now with my family and how can I capture that this summer? And that way, when you go out to do some of those things, you can be like, oh yeah, I wanted to get a day when we were hiking. So I'm going to bring my camera with me today on our hike so I can capture today. Um, but you know, maybe tomorrow, well, I've already been to the park 10 times. I don't need to capture any more park play. I'm going to leave it at home. And that might just help, um, kind of navigate, you know, when you leave your camera at home, when you bring it with you and also help you not, not have to take every photo, but just a few that will kind of tell your story. Yeah. And I love the, the moments that you, uh, had kind of shared, like the inside of the messy car and the uh, sprinkler in the underwear, that type of thing. Like those aren't moments that are typically ones that are shared on social media. Those are moments for you, like capturing moments with the lens of, okay, this is a story that I want to look back on of our family. Or this is, I always think of like my dad when he goes through his old, like, you know, printed pictures and tells us stories that come from those pictures I know a lot of our photos are digital now, but like if we're, my daughter loves looking at it. She always says, let's look at old pictures. Can those pictures tell a story or are they just like, you're not going to tell a story about like 40 pictures from your one park visit, you know, um, one or five pictures can, can tell a story about, you know, what your child loves to do at the park right now at this age, that type of thing. It also, I think, and for me, when my kids were little, photography actually helped me stay present with them because I had a really hard time playing on the floor when I knew laundry needed to be done and dinner was coming and one of my kids was crying and I just had a hard time staying in the moment and letting all those things go. But if I had that list of things like this is motherhood, what parts of motherhood do I want to capture? It actually helped me be like, okay, let's get a puzzle out. Let's do a puzzle. We love doing puzzles together. Let's do one right now. And then I take a couple pictures and then I put my phone down or my camera down and get on the floor and do the puzzle. So I think in a way it can really help us as moms be more engaged and, you know, active in what they're doing and kind of forget about the things that are, you know, on our to-do list all the time and kind of pulling our attention. So it kind of goes both ways. We just have to manage it like everything else. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I want to take a quick break to thank today's sponsors helping make with intention possible. I'm so excited to have Love Every as a sponsor for today's episode. Watching your little one learn and grow is the best feeling in the world, but sometimes finding the right toys to help them do that can be challenging. That's what led me to Love Every. As my daughter got to the preschool age, I wanted toys that would enrich her learning and growth, and I discovered that Love Every was coming out with play kits for three to four-year-olds. Their toys are beautiful, and we have now tried the entire three to four-year-old set of play kits. We love so many of them, and we are especially loving the Problem Solver Kit right now, which happens to feed exactly into where my daughter is at with her age and developmentally as well. Love Every's play kits are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. Each kit is tailored to their age and learning stage, so they have the right toys for the right time. But these toys also grow with them, and they are well-made, they will outlast plenty of play, and each kit also comes with a play guide, which gives you, as the parent, expert tips, ways to play, and do-it-yourself at-home activities that your kids will love. Our favorite right now is the turtle hatch game. It comes with the problem solver kit that I was just talking about. The goal is to get the turtles to float in the water before the sun comes out 
It's a cooperative game. It also includes water, which makes it something that my daughter absolutely loves. I love it because I think it's fun too, and it is definitely a game that we have on repeat right now. You can take the guesswork out of your child's play, choose Love Every today, and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash withintentions. That's with intentions with an S at the end. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash withintentions for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash withintentions. Anna Luisa was founded to bring clarity to the jewelry industry. They design pieces with a more beautiful story from beginning to end, starting with recycled materials whenever possible, transparent business practices always, and small batches that are kind to the earth. I'm excited to share more about them with you because as a listener, you'll also be able to get 10% off at analuisa.com intention. When I discovered Anna Luisa, I personally was looking for a small, simple, dainty pair of earrings that I could wear daily. And I actually found the Celeste earrings. I love the asymmetrical look of them. They're gold with one side being a star and the other side being a moon. I literally wear them daily. My ears are pretty sensitive and I've never had any pain or redness from them. Looking over Anna Luisa's website and selection, it was honestly hard to choose. There are so many pieces that I love, and it will definitely be one of my go-tos for gifts for family and friends when I'm looking for jewelry. I just love the quality of the jewelry and the sustainability aspect. Anna Luisa has amazing quality jewelry with prices starting at just $39. And as a podcast listener, you get 10% off with code intention. So right now you can head to analuisa.com slash intention. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash intention to treat yourself or your loved ones and use the code intention to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. They're a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check them out. AnnaLuisa.com slash intention code intention. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates, and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only going to be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E 
dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armwire today. You know, when you're taking pictures at the park, I know when I have 40 pictures of, <laughs> of one park trip, it's because I might not be the best photographer. So although not all of us have that gift, um, what are some quick tips that you have for getting good pictures of our families? Um, you know, instead of feeling like we have to take 40 of the same picture and then that filling up our phone, what are just some tips that you have from a photographer <laughs> of how we can get a good shot and then put it away? Yeah. So I think one thing we forget is that, um, photos, like the word photo actually means light. And so the whole thing around photography, really the biggest thing is the light. And so if you can kind of master just a few little tricks about light, your photos are going to be so much better, no matter what device you're using. Um, whether you have a fancy camera or a point and shoot camera or your phone, um, it really is all about the light. And most of the time, unfortunately, we're outside when the light is really harsh. It's right above our heads because our kids are playing right in the middle of the day. Um, and so that's not like a photographer's dream. You know, if you booked a photography session, hopefully they wouldn't say, yeah, let's meet at noon at the park. They would most likely, you know, want to meet somewhere closer to sunset or when the sun is coming up because the light isn't as harsh. But as moms, we want to take pictures of our regular day. And so a couple things that you can do. One is always make sure that you're you don't move your children around. Let them just play because if you move them around, they're going to look totally wonky and like their smiles will get funny and their bodies will get, you know, kind of cockeyed a little bit. But you just move yourself around and watch what the light does on your kids and then photograph from that area. So, you know, shade is a really great thing when the sun is really hot because it keeps us, um, it doesn't give really harsh shadows on the face. But you always want to make sure that your kids can see the light. If you're taking pictures of them, make sure that they can see the sky above them. So if they're playing under a tree um, and just wait until they come out just a little bit, because one of the most amazing things about photos is that we are drawn to people's eyes. Always like when you, you know, see a person, a picture of a person, you're drawn to their eyes. And so if you can get the sun reflected in their eyes, it's called catch lights. Um, your photo is going to have life to it rather than be one of those photos that you just kind of scroll away from. So it really is just about learning, you know, where to position yourself that the light looks good on your kids. Most people have been taught that their subject, the person they're taking pictures of, should face the sun. Um, but that is the opposite of what you really want to do. So if you're at a park and you're looking at the sun, don't say, okay, turn this way and look at the sun because you're going to get like the squinty eyes. You're going to get big raccoon shadows around their face. Instead, turn them away from the sun and you face the sun. Um, and so you can do that at a park. You can move yourself around until you see that it's falling well on their face. So really just paying attention to the light is one thing. And the other thing I always tell moms is try a different perspective. We take 40 pictures and I bet you all 40 of them, you're standing up and your phone is right in front of you, and you're facing it at your kids. And their view of the world is three feet lower than that. And, you know, every picture is going to look exactly the same. And I'm not saying that taking that picture isn't a great thing, but if you want to get some pictures that really capture who your kids are and the story that you're telling, 
change your perspective a little bit. You could go above them on the playground and shoot down at them, see their little hands playing with the rocks or, you know, get down on their level and take a picture of what they see. Take a picture from behind them at what they're looking at, but bend down so you see it from their view. So just looking at some different perspectives, you're going to totally change the way your images come out and you're not going to have 40 of the same picture. You're going to get five pictures. They're all going to look different and be of the same event. Um, but it'll, it'll just capture it in such a better storytelling way, I guess. That is so good. And, um, definitely tips that we can put into practice right away. I now kind of want to shift gears. I know I have a family photo shoot scheduled soon. I want to hear your tips for that as a photographer. Um, I don't know if you do like family photography or not, but I'm sure that either way it can apply. So what are some of your tips for the family that is going to get family photos soon? Because I know it can be a stressful event. Like kids don't want to cooperate for pictures, right? They don't want to sit still. Um, it's important and it's special. So what are some of your best tips for that? Yeah. First, I would say that a lot of times the moms that come to the sessions put all the stress on themselves. It's you. You want these photos to be perfect. Um, but if you are totally stressed, you're not going to like the way that they turn out because your family will be stressed. Like we are the ones usually that create the behavior in our children, right? Like they feed off of our, um, emotions most of the time. And so hire a photographer that has this, you know, has expertise with the age kids that you have because, and then give them that responsibility because photographers, this is their job. They know how to navigate those kids' behaviors. Um, they know how to get you in poses that look more natural and help you just play as a family. Um, I would also say as you're, as you're seeking a photographer, if you haven't found one that you use year after year, as you're seeking them, look at the kinds of pictures that they take and make sure that you choose a photographer that's going to be able to capture the photos that you want them to capture. So if you like more candid moments where, you know, your kids are playing and not everybody's looking at the camera look for a photographer that's posting those kinds of pictures. Um, where, or if you like the ones where everybody's always looking, you know, everybody's perfectly in focus and, and looking at the camera, then look for a photographer who is really, really skilled at that. Because most of the time, you're going to get both kinds of images, but most of the time your photographer has a style that they're really good at. Um, and so be looking kind of at what, what your style is, what you want out of it, and find a photographer that will match it. But biggest thing is you have to give all of that responsibility to your photographer and you'll know right away if they're not going to, if they're not going to be able to take the responsibility and then, you know, maybe it's time to find a different one. But the truth is they're going to come with games and tricks to get those goofy smiles out of your kids. And they're going to, they're going to be able to direct you and your children. Um, and if you feel stressed the whole time and you're like, no, sit there, no, look, look at her, you know make sure you're behaving. You, sh you shouldn't have to do that part. Just let yourself allow the photographer to do the directing. And I promise everything will be smoother. It feels like we have to take all the control on it. But if you just allow that person to do it, most of the time our kids listen really well to strangers more so than to us at times, or they don't, you know, have as big of meltdowns or anything like that with somebody else um, as they do with us as moms. And so just just put that all on them and remember that you're going to make memories. Like this is a moment for you and your family to probably be a little more dressed up than you usually are and 
to just laugh and giggle and enjoy the time together and your photographer is going to capture that. So you've got to let go of that part. Um, I think the other thing that gets really stressful is choosing outfits. I, I know that that is one of the things that moms tell me all the time is I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to put my kids in. Um, and so a couple things on that one, again, you need a photographer who will help you with that. Um, because they know what looks good together. They have lots of tips and tricks um, to help you with that. There is a service that I use as a photographer, but you can use as an individual too. It's called Style and Select. And it's just a great service that helps you literally like pick shirts and pants and see how they look together. And then it'll tell you the stores. Like you could literally buy those exact outfits. Or what I always tell my um families is just go in your closet, take that picture, you know, go in your closet and say, Oh, I have a pair of khaki shorts that's similar. And I have this that's similar. Um, but ask your photographer for help on that. If you don't know, if you're really clueless on like, I just don't know what to wear. Um, and most importantly, I always tell moms to choose their outfits first, make sure you are 100% comfortable. You love the way you look, Get yourself something new if you can spring for it because we always feel better in something new. It's like a treat, right? Um, to go out and maybe get a new dress. Or if you don't love your arms, look for something long sleeve and flowy. And if you love your legs, but you're, you don't love your midsection, you know, find a shorter flowy dress or whatever it is with your body. We always have, we all have those insecurities. Um, find your outfit first and then pair your children's and your families with that because you'll be most comfortable that way. And again, you know, ask your, ask your photographer for tips on that. You know, if you, and hopefully your photographer asks you that, like, is there an area of your body that you're really self-conscious of so that I can make sure to pose you and all those things. But if not, just ask them, say, you know what, I really don't love my arms or, you know, I've got bigger breasts than I would like or whatever it is for you. Um, is there something that I could wear that would make it more flattering? And they'll be able to tell you and help you out with that. So. I love all of those tips and I'm taking note of them <laughs> for myself because <laughs> I know we're going to get pictures soon. But um, I just think that's so helpful to to just, you know, rely on the expert in, in the area. Don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what um, your photographer is there for. So kind of wrapping up our conversation, which I've absolutely loved, I have two questions that I ask every guest. So the first one is, what is one way that you choose intention or that you're intentional um, in your everyday life? It doesn't have to be something that you do every day, but just something that you do regularly in some way. So I struggle with being intentional. I know that like as a podcast host on this topic, I should be the professional at it, but I am not. And I always tell my listeners that like, I, I really, really struggle. And so the one thing that I know gets me through my day is I just pray every morning, like God, you have to take the areas that I fall short because there's going to be a million of them today where I feel like I failed or I feel like you know, I wasn't present or I snapped at my child when I shouldn't have, or, you know, there's just so many emotions in motherhood um, that I feel like I just have to give it to God every single morning because I know that at least that sets my mind up to know that I'm not in this all by myself. So if you're a believer, you know, out there listening, that is the only way that I have found to truly like just be peaceful about when, you know, the unexpected happens throughout the day. And so I try to be really, really intentional about that. Um, I use the Bible app on my phone, which I think is 
unbelievable. It's completely free. And so I use that and it gives you like a verse every day. And truthfully, almost every day, the verse is like perfect for me. So it also gives me something to share with my children and say, look at this verse that I read this morning. I'm just going to read it to you. Um, I wish I was better at doing Bible studies and stuff with them and I'm not, but I feel like at least I'm, you know, showing them that this is how I get through tough things. And so hopefully it will um, relate to them. So that is kind of like the only thing that I am like set on every single day that I make sure happens. Yeah. And I can relate to the idea of just being intentional, being difficult and being sharing about it is, you know, I feel like we're, we both are the same in this sharing about it is just like sharing the process of, trying to figure out what works for us or, you know, fighting through it, to be honest, in a lot of ways. I know going back to work full time this year, like I struggled with my morning routine a lot more than I would have liked to, or like with the summer starting, because I was teaching. So now we're in summer. I want to sleep in just because the past year was exhausting. So I relied on something similar. Um, Just starting like a few days ago, I realized like, okay, I don't know, maybe I'll wake up early, (laughs) like in a couple of weeks after I get over this, I want to sleep in thing. But for now, I'm just gonna like pray for patience every morning, pray for help with this day. Um, So I just love that. And I love the tip of doing like even just the one verse from the Bible app. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate, like whatever, you know, just figure out what, what you need in the morning. And it's always a good time to be intentional, but some, not all of us like have a million hours in the morning. (laughs) Not all of us can stick to like a 10 step morning routine. So I love that. Um, my second question is what is something that you're loving right now? And it can be anything. Um, wow. That is a really good question. Um, I think I always say this too, when people ask me for something, but I am loving the library. Like to me, if you guys can get involved, like if you're feeling overwhelmed as a mom, there are so many resources at your library. And I know everybody's library is different, but you know, we can even like video games. So I have a nine-year-old, he loves video games now, but we don't have any gaming things at our house, you know, besides like an iPad or something, but we don't have like the Nintendos and stuff. And we're really reluctant to get them because we know where that's going to lead. And, but even our library, they check out, like you can check out a Nintendo all the different kinds for two weeks. And then he gets to play it as much as he wants for those two weeks and it goes back. And, you know, just taking my kids in there to find books. Um, I often get several books and I barely read one, but at least, you know, I am trying to (laughs) show them how important I think literacy is and just the things we can learn together. And so, yeah, just get in there and see what your library offers because I have just found, I've been amazed. There's free passes to parks around here and just all kinds of stuff. So I love you utilizing that in the summertime. That's an amazing tip as well. I have loved this conversation so much. Um, Thank you for coming on the podcast and thank you for all of the tips for capturing our family this summer. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved talking to you as well. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know when I think of taking pictures this summer and just anytime, A problem that I sometimes run into is that I totally forget to take a photo that I would really want to have, like a picture with friends that we haven't seen in a while when we go and visit them. But I end up with 
like I said in this episode, like 40 pictures of the same park visit. So I am definitely going to be utilizing this bucket list tip this summer that Jenna gave us in this episode. We're actually about to take a trip and I plan to kind of brainstorm a bucket list on our way there so that I have some ideas for photos and I don't forget the important ones, but then I can let go of constantly having the phone slash camera in my hand the rest of the trip. And that's my challenge for you today. If you don't already know, I like to end each episode with a challenge, but of course, take it or leave it. It's just kind of fun for me to think of a next action step after the episode. This one is full of actionable tips when it comes to photos for your family, but I strongly encourage you to make a bucket list for the rest of the summer or whatever season you're listening to this in, the start of the school year or the holidays, whenever you stumble upon this episode. I hope it encourages you to make some sort of photo bucket list so that you can be present with your family, but also get the photos that you actually will want to print out and cherish and look back on. That is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you every single week for listening in. And if you did enjoy this episode, could you share it with a friend or share it on Instagram or wherever you like to share things. I am super grateful for you for doing that and just inviting more women into this wonderful community that is with intention. Thanks again for listening in today and I will talk to you right back here on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.